people get pretty uh, lax after a while. They need to be uh, reminded and not to uh, get caught up in the distractions of uh, chit-chat and habitual uh, talking. It's important to see that, how they, you know, so much of oneself. Like some people, if you don't allow them to talk, they just get incredibly angry. Some people, like on a retreat, get noble silence and they're, they're kind of forbidden to speak. And then, then they, you realize that so much anger is kind of with one of their safety valves is, is speaking. You know, if you forbid somebody to talk and, and then, uh, then they find themselves getting pretty angry because maybe that's the way they have of dealing with, with a lot of resentment and anger. Well, you can see, you know, you're, you're trying to, by observing more what the results of what you're doing, then you, you learn from that. Not, not to uh, make it into some kind of a personal thing, but to reflect upon it uh, to let go of the causes for such kind of uh, tendencies, habits. Well, again, people get very frightened sometimes. A lot of fear comes up and they can't talk. If talking is, you know, just um, you know, your outgoing energies and distracting yourself through, through uh, chit-chat, gossip. In the military, I remember, we used to complain all the time as a way of releasing this uh, resentments and In the, in the Navy, we used to, we used to be endlessly complaining. I don't remember anyone ever saying anything positive <laughs> in the military. I, was, I used to get enthusiastic about like going to Japan or Hong Kong, places like that. I remember going up to another sailor and saying, oh, we're going to Hong Kong. He said, oh, I hate Hong Kong. Four years in the Navy, I mean, you come out and you kind of, you've got this mind that does this and it just gripes about everything. How <laughs> to really learn how to, because it's kind of infectious kind of thing that you're exposed to from the time you kind of go in the gate to the time you get out. Or to see how the mind's primed to, 
to think about people in negative terms about what's wrong with them. You know, that's another, like gossip tends to be that way, where the uh, bicha starts out already, you're, you're already conditioned to, to just be tuned in to, uh, to information about, the negative information about somebody. The, the, you know, gossip is the, you know, the kind of, did you hear about what happened to uh, Mrs. Brown? <laughs> so you're all, you're, you're kind of, just the tone of voice and the, the, the way that start, it triggers off this, this uh, wanting to hear, you know, about it. The life of the film stars, all the things, the horrible things, the scandalous things they do. And the people remember years ago in, uh, like in back in the 40s and 50s in America, they, the, they had these gossip columnists in the, in the newspapers uh, who just reported on the, on the gossip from Hollywood. And people just live on this gossip from Hollywood. People you didn't even know, but this was the, the people would uh, talk about. about who's sleeping with who, and <laughs> who's doing what, who. So uh, the, the mind is primed for, for that kind of for gossip about the... Uh, Scandals, the corruption, the failures, the weaknesses of humanity. So then, when, when they, you get somebody like Mother Teresa, who has a kind of positive image, then inevitably somebody's going to come along and kind of knock her down. I think somebody recently given a kind of horrible version of Mother Teresa, and, uh, because and then people really, you know. Something wrong with her too, you know. <laughs> That's why it's a, you know, with the <coughs> emphasis on mindfulness that, <coughs> that you, you're developing that awareness around the. The, the pure state of uh, the mind, the state of the mind, where the where there isn't grasping or a sense of self, you're not operating from a position. And when you have that kind of insight, then then it's a, it's a it's a very marvelous change in one's uh, whole way of relating to the to things because. Otherwise, one is merely kind of following biases and opinions and habits and kind of maybe picking and choosing among, among various uh, perceptions and teachings and that. But you, it's still, one's still uh, operating from, from this, the vicha, bhajaya sankara.
the Buddhist world, you get it, you know, the same as any other, like we're Theravada and, and Zen and Mahayana, I guess they, <laughs> they kind of positions one takes on, on Buddhist, uh, Buddhist uh, groups or Buddhist uh, doctrines. Knowing that in that, but the 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 whole point of the Buddhist teaching is to is to see the the suffering that comes through attachment to desire, and then then to realize the non-attachment. The suffering that comes from the the the, the I am somebody, the I am, and this is mine that those kind of those basic assumptions that condition that <coughs> that uh, influence how we see and experience life no I mean it's it's a direct <coughs> practice it's you know we're getting right into the you know it's very direct so that you're you're seeing you're beginning to recognize the the, the conditioning of the mind is the conditions the Vedana, Sanya, Sankara. So it's in the Sanya, Sanya Kanda uh, of ignorance that we we uh, we create ourselves uh, the perception and then the then the then the then the actions and the 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 movement from that position, operating from I am, then uh, everything that we experience is is, is uh, interpreted in that way. Like, I'm this person, you're that person, I'm this way, you're that way. We become very fixed, uh, absolute ways of perceiving. We, we, we hold to views and opinions about ourselves, about each other, about everything. Now the reflexive mind, the the intuitive, uh, contemplative, (coughs) the sanya sanya sankara mind, the attachment to to views and opinions or reason and logic is also another can be also be a vichabhajaya sankara I mean attachment to reason logic uh, you know or to 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 just superstitions or to uh, totally kind of uh, irrational views and opinions the problem is still the the attachment and the attachment out of ignorance. So then I ask where is it, you know, where there is no attachment, there is this awakened attention and it's in the, it's, it's like listening and watching <coughs> it's alert. It's attentive. It's 
sensitive. It's listening, watching, contemplating. So then the sanya, <coughs> the like the language, is like many languages that is is sanya. But then the language, then the sanya is something to to uh, to use rather than to grasp. So that the like the sanya of the Buddhist teaching, the, te- the teachings uh, that he that he gave are then are not are not positions that we take, but uh, reflective, contemplative teachings to 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 remind us to pay attention and look at things in various in different ways, different perspectives, emphasize making different emphases. <laughs> And the thing why some people like grasping things is because it, it does, that's what we're used to, is, is like grasping a, a, a teaching or a doctrine or a, having a position or a strong view about something and grasping it. It, it does make us feel uh, uh, important or right. I mean, it, it, uh, the sense of ourself is enhanced by, by grasping, like being considered, a, you know, an authority being someone who is experienced, being someone whose views are interesting, or and, and who 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 may be attached to uh, very intelligent views, or you know, and, and and ethical views and righteous views and so forth. So that they this uh, this does give us a it kind of. It makes us feel confident. This, this grasping of, of rightness and goodness. So it's uh, so then the self is fed on this, uh, you know, when, because then it then it tends to get very divisive. Because it, if I'm if I'm very fixed and on then my view is right, then if your view is isn't uh, isn't uh, doesn't agree with mine, then you're wrong. So you get into this this very dualistic, divisive uh, state that um, comes through attachment to conditioning, conditions of the mind. So that's why there are so many so many view, you know sects and uh, quarrels and and uh, problems in in any religious group, religion because. It is easy to, uh, because that's how one is is kind of used to operating from from taking positions, having opinions, and having good opinions, right opinions. That's why, like one, this this sense of my own, I'm right, and you're wrong. And why one can get very uh, stubborn and very, very blind and very insensitive through being right, through grasping the position I'm right. And I've seen it in myself, how I just, when I'm convinced I'm right and I'm not being mindful of what I'm doing, then, then I, I, I just, there's no sensitivity in there. I just kind of, 
completely uh, kind of blocked up in my own sense of being right, thoroughly convinced by it. And then you see anything else, like any question of it, is, is, is you know, if you let them eat pickled garlic, they'll be drinking whiskey. You know, you feel you've got to stand up in this righteous view, and any kind of lessening of this tension and, and any any allowance of any questioning is like allowing the, the forces of Mara into your mind. And you get this kind of fundamentalism, you know, with it got to kill the heretics and fight to, to get rid of the, the, the evil forces to protect what is right. Where in this, where the, with mindfulness, then, then all the forces are, all conditions are impermanent. Good, evil, right, wrong, Sane, insane, reasonable, or totally unreasonable, fair and unfair, coarse, refined. Everything is is then in the conditioned realm is is seen in terms of of what it is in a way of the, the nietzsche dukkanata is is our guide towards say reflecting upon it, to seeing seeing it rather than than. Uh, being able to look at something in a way that isn't uh, kind of blocked by by a, a view of, of uh, a prejudiced view towards it. That's why some then people get well. If you have bad thoughts, then you should you should get rid of them. And uh, you shouldn't uh, entertain them, or just you can't just sit there and, and just let them be that way. You've got to do something about it, and so that the the mind, the conditioned mind, tends to see like if you have bad thoughts, then you you know you've got to get rid of them, which is right but not true, true but not right situation. You know, if you're just getting rid of something you don't like out of out of ignorance and out of avicca and out of fear and out of uh, aversion, then then you're then it's a very karmic connection to it. You're always you're, it's very suppressive. You're always uh, kind of dismissing or or denying, and so you're not uh, and, and out of ignorance. You're not you're not really looking at what you're doing. You're merely reacting to it. It's a react, uh, habitual reaction. So then you, then with mindfulness, you begin to see that tendency to just react and, and try to get rid of things you don't like, and or, or you know, create a problem uh, around around this, and that uh, you know it ends up as. Uh, Dukkha. So in contemplating, then you, you you can, you know, sometimes you can just get rid of stuff if you know what you're doing. Then it, then it's not, you know, you, if you know what you're doing, then it, you and you understand your motive, your intention, and then it, it's 
one can just get rid of things. No, no point in letting them hang around. But sometimes, uh, but this is where the the right understanding, the samaditi, so is is so important because then uh, then we know what we're doing. We're not just caught up in views about you know grasping views about what we should do. And then also there's different ways of letting go of things or, 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 or solving problems. Many, many things are just, through, you know, through controlling the mind, others through, through letting go, through, uh, through contemplation. Different, different ways of dealing with, uh, say, uh, negative mental state. And I found, for me, what what was the most what what really worked was was not the not getting rid of, but but more or less accepting everything, and and just and through that and 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 uh, contemplating it, the feeling of it, and by by doing that, then the it things seem to drop away, you know, and fade out or drop or cease. Uh, rather than than me just uh, getting rid of them, and then that that's a, that that sense of uh, where things just drop away quite naturally, and then there's a sense of real peacefulness and and uh, clarity in, in in the mind. It isn't, it isn't controlling it anymore. It's merely letting go of the of the. Uh, the struggle and the resistance towards the conditioning of the mind. Just like the old warlord, isn't it? You know, you've got an enemy and then you try to clobber him to death. You're just taking all your weapons and shooting them all down and create more problems. Like the Americans trying to do in Vietnam, isn't it? We're just going to go over and sort those people out. You know, we're we're really we're the superpower. They're just a measly non-entity of the world. North Vietnam, <laughs> joke. <laughs> we'll just go over and we'll just show them, you know, solve the problem, get rid of the baddies, and set them up going in the right direction, going in the way the Americans want. And uh, an endless kind of uh, hopeless situation occurs. It's kind of the, you know, a very meaningful thing when, when, a, when the superpower of the world can't win a war against a, a tiny little kind of force like the Viet Cong. And just on the level of might, you know, just on the power and might. <laughs> and that's you know that's what, you know when we're when we're just caught in in just trying to to destroy and uh, dominate and and control and it's like that you 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 it's an endless you know you, you, it escalates into a more 
difficult situation, complexity. But if you solve the problem at the root, then if you cut the root, so it doesn't grow anymore, you're getting right down to the place where the, the things start. like consciousness and then uh, is, is we're conscious is this conscious experience vinyana nama rupa salayatana pasa medana these things are you know the vipaka or the resultant karma of birth so in the human state we've got this body it's conscious there's the nama rupa the rupa vedana sanya sankara then there's salayatana there's the ear eye nose tongue body and mind there's the pasa the contact on the senses on the, the sense organs on the mind then there's the vedana pleasant pleasurable, unpleasurable, and neither pleasurable nor unpleasurable. And, and that's, that's, uh, hey, that's just the, the vipaka of, of having, be, of the birth of a human body. All that is, it's not good or bad, it's not right or wrong, it is what it is. It's, it's Dhamma, it's nature, it's, it's, it's what it is. And then the, uh, then the, then Dhanha, Upatana, Bhava, Jati, Jaramarana, Sokaparite, Vatukatomana, Supayasa is the result of, of identifying, uh, of seeing it all in a personal way, of being attached, of just being caught up in the habits of the Rupa, Vedana, Sanya, Sankara. He's kind of, you know, caught, blinded and attached and bound into that process without any perspective on it. So, so mindfulness is, and reflection is, is bringing attention to the way it is. So like in the, in the Paticca Samupada, it's very, by using that, formula for for reflection you begin to see where you know where to where to get at that where to, where to put your attention to you know just the way it is of, of just uh, consciousness is like this and, and uh, the human body is like this it, and it uh, feels things and it thinks and it remembers it and it imagines and it does all these kind of things in the mind. And so this contemplating it, then then we uh, then we can uh, see that that, that that the actual functions and structures of of the body and mind and consciousness are they're not good or bad in themselves. We can't say there's anything ultimately good about human body or Vedana, Sanya, Sankara, Vinyana, or that, that it's bad. You know, and there's anything right or wrong about it as such. It is what it is. 
neutral. It's not. But if we if we use it for good things, if we develop wisdom, then we then we incline to use say with the samma sangapa or right intention. Then then we uh, then we uh, then we incline towards say using this experience of human consciousness to do good and refrain from doing bad, purifying the mind. So the things like like on where we go wrong is where we think label things bad. If Buddha said the body is bad and and and, uh, and then uh, and then holding to a view and telling us we before Buddhists we gotta believe that all this is you know, to believe in, in these these views. There'd be no wisdom there, it would just be a depressing uh, it'd be better to believe in God and and love. Much better to uh, to join a cult that worships love or loving kindness, joy and happiness. But the, but the because the 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 point of the Buddha's teaching is one to reflect on. It's getting, it's taking it to the root, the cause of suffering, and uh, so you can see, you can, you can really see the causes of suffering is grasping desire out of ignorance, and then you have to see that yourself. It's not, you know, through mindfulness and you and reflection, you, you can, uh, you can see this yourself. Not something beyond anyone's ability. Then you realize that letting go, non-attachment, purify the mind. Do refrain from, do good, refrain from doing evil, purify the mind. Mental purification is when the mind is is pure, really. Or the true nature, dhamma, is purity. When we see things in terms of dhamma, that's purity. That's those are blessings. Those are that's uh, true. And we can realize that purity. It's a realization, it's not a, a personal attainment. In the Petitia Samupada, the vicha, you know, that's, we create that, a vicha. And of course, then the sankharas that are a result of a vicha, that's not, that's not from mindfulness, that's not from uh, the Four Noble Truths, but that's, that's say, the, that's the uh, conditioning process, the, the whole sense of oneself and uh, ego and uh, assumptions, attitudes, biases, opinions, prejudices. 
then the uh, then the Danha Upadana Pawa Jati Jaramarana that is what we create out of this ignorance through this through not understanding the Vinyana Namarupa Salayatana Pasavedana experience then we create this suffering so if you have a vicha as what as that's what your your is your uh, viewpoint that's where you come from from a vicha then inevitably the suffering is a result so then the, the awakening the awakened awareness is like investigating this, it's a very helpful, helpful uh, teaching to investigate this. I said, to the, I said consciousness, vinyana, you know, read it, you know, understood the word and all that, but just the consciousness is, you know, it became apparent to me that that's just the result of birth. You know, there's nothing, you know, it, it's, uh, it's just, a function in nature it's not nothing personal about consciousness it's functional and then uh, then I think well then um, then then consciousness is perfect you know one can well and uh, Buddha was after enlightenment was conscious so he didn't go unconscious. <laughs> so consciousness is nothing. Nothing wrong with consciousness. It's just, but if a vicha is the is the is the cause, then the consciousness becomes, uh, you know, is is like it's it's being clouded over. It's it's something that you, the whole programming that goes through consciousness then is based on delusion. So you get all this, this rubbish and this, these false things and, and ideas and that that one is uh, caught into. And, and, and so the conscious experience of a human individual is, can be quite, you know, it pretty, can be very miserable because so much of what, what we're, we're identified with is a negativity, fear, desire, self, selfishness. So then, the, you think uh, namarupa, you know, the, say the consciousness already, but then namarupa would be like rupa vedana sanya sankara. Is that good or bad in itself? And then contemplating like the body itself, the rupa is, it can be, you know, you can use it for good or for bad. You can use it for anything. So it's. It's not in itself, it's just what it is. Vedana, Sanya, Sankara is, is just what it is. It's like mental, the mental, the mentality. And it can be seen both as a kind of, um, as a miracle or as a curse. Like if we, like thinking itself tends to be a curse sometimes because we think, think, think and we we think all in the wrong ways, and we 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 think about 
uh, you know, ourselves and we, we, we uh, are obsessed with thought. And so what is quite a miraculous function is, is a curse for many people, which is you're just creating misery in your mind all the time through thinking. So then all you want to do is stop thinking. I don't want to think anymore because it's so painful. But then when you're contemplating, then you, you see, you begin to real, appreciate thought, you think like a Buddhist, to think about the Four Noble Truths, to contemplate, to use thought, to use the Paticca Samuppada. These are marvelous, miraculous gifts we've been given, which we don't, which, which are not taken, you know, not meant to be just another more stuff that we have to think about. But it, it, uh, it's using thought, perception, memory, in a skillful way to, to point to, to uh, right understanding, seeing things in the right way. Then, uh, Salayatana, another kind of miraculous thing, you know, contemplate, you're able to see with these two little eyes up here in your head, able to, to see these flowers, anything like this. What is it, you know, that makes it all work? And, you know, you take your eyeball out. I hope somebody gave me a chart on anatomy chart. I was looking at the chart on the eyeball, and it's yeah, quite incredibly complicated. <laughs> Thing, all the the, uh, the whole physiology of this body is. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to spend time figuring it out. I'm glad it just operates and lets me off the hook. I think how awful it would be if we had to spend all our time running this this mechanism here. You know, like eating food. You say, you're trying to, you know, after you ate the food, you had to, you you were in charge of where the 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 protein and the fat and the vitamins and everything would go, and you to spend all all your life just just trying to get it going in the right places, but. But the body knows what it does, what, what's happening, doesn't it? You just put it in your mouth, chew it, swallow it, and then the rest is, the body does it. It's really nice. One minute, I'd hate to have to spend all my life just consciously digesting food and like this. So, so then you're, you're, uh, you're contemplating the, the miracle and the kind of marvel of it all in terms of it's from a human perspective admittedly it's from from a human perspective or seeing it as a curse thinking oh I, life is a boring and I'm unhappy and life is unfair and then you think 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 and then you you're you're cursed by what can be a great blessing so, so contemplating these the salayatana ability to hear sound or taste food or smell odors, to feel heat, cold, pleasure and pain to the body, to have a brain and a reflective mind, a Buddha mind, a, 
a contemplative mind, you're able to use wisdom. So then you, you really realize why it is a blessing to be born in the human realm. Then, uh, and Vedana, you know, the contact, and then Vedana, because of this form, uh, it's, it, things contact it all the time. We, we, we're kind of exposed to, to what's ever around. So, whatever comes in contact with, this, with, these, with the senses, you, you feel them. Pleasant, unpleasant, or neither pleasant or unpleasant. And that's all right. Feeling is all right. Sensitivity. There's nothing good or bad. Or uh, this is just the way it is. Then what? Then what? Where does it go off the track? It's from the avicca, and then the, and then the dunha. We create desire to get rid of the un unpleasant things, or desire to get hold of the pleasant, and then, then it, then the clinging, the becoming the birth, the death, the grief, sorrow, despair, and anguish is the result. So that's why dunha is such an important thing to, to investigate. We're not trying to, to get rid of dunha, or, but to, to recognize it so it, we are not uh, because it, the desire to get rid of desire is also done hard. So it's not, not, not taking a stand and get rid of desire, but to understand dukkha or dunha so that we don't attach to it. We let go of it, and, or, and, or as we're more mindful, we, we don't attach to it. We don't create desire when we don't attach to the the vipaka of the of the uh, rupa vedana sanya sankara vinyana. We don't we don't uh, we are no longer attached or deluded by the the process that's taking place. Conditions. This month, uh, they have a month of February to uh, use your time investigating, contemplating, and also recognizing with in w that the uh, also relaxing, not to you know not to see because if you're full of tensions and and efforts based on a lot of uh, 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 pushy attitudes and aggressive tendencies, it's just, you just drive yourself to the brink. So, so you, you know, uh, 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 the sense of, of coolness, of being relaxed, 
in, in that kind of opening and resting and relaxing and an awakeness. Relaxing doesn't mean falling asleep, it means being attentive and, and but not forcing, forcing, pushing uh, yourself. Developing like right efforts, knowing knowing when to when you you know by just your own ability to contemplate, you see where you're, you're going over the top, where you're trying too hard. You know, if your mind, if you if you're going bonkers or you're or you're fully full of stress and tension, it's because you're trying too hard. You're pushing. There's no wisdom in that until you you see that if you don't. That's not the way to do it. You can't just will will yourself to enlightenment. So then it's learning learning how to relax, how to rest, how to maintain attention and awareness, not through through force, but through relaxation. Because when you're when you're relaxed, then then it's easy to pay attention to things. You have a sense of just being centered and relaxed. It's easy to concentrate from there, from that that kind of uh, mind. But it's very hard to, you know, if, if you're concentrating just uh, through willfulness, you get headaches, you get tense, your body gets gets a lot of stress in it. I used to get incredible pains in my shoulders forcing concentration and get incredible aches and pains through the shoulder because in my the way I'd concentrate would be you know you would tense the body up you know, so you can get after a few days of that you just if somebody come and give you a massage iron out all the wrinkles time tomorrow. Well, we have to decide what we're going to do. <laughs> Don't form any of each abhadaya. Completely open, completely a clean slate. We can write anything we want on it.
you can have ideas with you, but we're not grasping any of the ideas. John is a pig.